today's Leading Women episode 549 with the wonderful Diane Lang. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Diane Lang. Diane Lang is a therapist, life coach, career coach, educator, and author with an expertise in multiple mental health, lifestyle, and parenting needs. Diane has dedicated her career to helping people turn their lives around and is now on a mission to help you find balance and create happiness. She is the founder and president of DL Counseling and has taught positive parenting to parents as well as written extensively on the benefits of using it with even the youngest children. To learn more, visit www.dlcounseling.com. Again, that's www.dlcounseling.com. D as in dog, L as in Lima, counseling.com, dlcounseling.com. Women of the world, Miss Diane Lang. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am delighted to having you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Diane, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with DL Counseling and what your focus says on positivity and happiness. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment in a time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Sure. Um, Going back about four or five years ago, I've been teaching college and I had a specific class that was all women. And they asked me, literally, they're like, you need to make this class into a workshop for women who are not going you know, to college full-time who could take this type of class. And back then, it was really on moms re-entering the workforce and having work-life balance and dealing with stress. And I started doing that, and I wrote my first book, and it got published on that topic, and it was great. And from there, I lead it into what I really do, which is I'm a positive psychologist, which is I study happiness, resiliency, and optimism. And I do a lot of coaching and counseling, and I decided to really reach out and go full-time in my business about three years ago. So I do a mix of coaching, a mix of counseling, all with positive psychology, 
And I also do a lot of workshops um, and trainings at different corporations, colleges, adult schools, libraries, all throughout the East Coast. Mm, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how the idea came about, how you birthed it in about this right now, and that your focus now on really helping not just women but uh, parents as well, uh, combining your expertise uh, into what it is that you are are uh, serving them right now. So great that you have that one out there. But what continues to inspire you doing this business? Really what inspires me is other women. I really have a target audience of women pretty much in midlife, 35 to about 55, 60. And that's not the only age range, but that's really what I try to hit. Because most of us, when we start hitting midlife, the typical question I get from women, whether it's when I'm teaching college, where I'm doing one-on-one counseling or coaching, is what do I want to do when I grow up? And people always felt that they weren't living their passion, they weren't reaching their goals. Well, they wanted to really redefine their goals because they're different from when you were in your 20s. So all these women really wanted to find what made them happy, what gave them that purpose and passion and meaning in life. And I love being able to help as many women as I can reach. And I feel with the one-on-one counseling and coaching, I get to hit a lot of women, which is great. But when I do the workshops and I travel around, I can meet more people and help more people at one time. So I truly am inspired by other women who really have that hope to reach their goals and dreams and to really go out and pursue it no matter their age, even, you know, even if they're parents and full-time moms, because I do a lot of also positive parenting as well as positive psychology. And you meet some really, really motivated women who are full-time moms and they're starting their own business. And it's so wonderful to be able to work with that audience. Mm, what inspiration on is. I mean, helping women redefine their goals, pursue and live their passion, their dreams, and find that meaning in their lives. What inspiration that one is. Thanks for sharing that with us. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, one of the things I always suggest is to take a strength test. Now that we're even talking about this, whether you do it at VIA strength test, which you can find at UPenn, or you do Myers-Briggs through a counselor at a college, it's really important to know your strengths. Because when we use our strengths, we're much happier and we're better at our jobs and we really enjoy our jobs or even our hobbies and our interests when we're using our strengths. For me, one of my top strengths is called interpersonal communication. And that really is using your emotional intelligence. It's being able to communicate well with others, to be able to read people's nonverbals, to understand what they're really feeling without speaking the words. And to really be able to be empathetic to other people, to be able to imagine yourself in other people's shoes, even if you have not been through that experience. And for coaches or consultants or trainers or counselors, it's very important that we have that ability to read other people's nonverbals and to be very empathetic. Because you'll have people who come to you who have different situations, different lifestyles, different personalities, but you want to be able to imagine what it feels like to be in their shoes. And when you can do that, you can really form a trust and a bond with your clients. 
as well as have an understanding of what they're going through and how to help them. So interpersonal communication for me is one of my top, as well as verbal linguistic, which is another one of my top. But it's really finding what your top strengths are and using them in your business. So whatever it is that you want to go for, um, whether it's working from home or starting consulting or freelancing or being a coach or a counselor, whatever it is that you want to do, even if it's a storefront, it's knowing what your strengths are and using them in your business and then knowing what your weaker sides are, your weaker points, and either one, hiring people to cover that because we can't be good at everything. So for me, I'm not very mathematical, logical. So for all the accounting and bookkeeping, I hire somebody to do that because I know that's not my strength. So using your strengths where you can and then either working on your weaker points or hiring out for people to do that in your business because, again, you can't focus on everything. Hmm, so that's knowing your strengths, having that emotional intelligence and interpersonal communication skills. Great personal qualities or traits here that um, Diane just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adopt these traits into our lives. And I cannot stress enough of really knowing your strength and capitalizing on those strengths that you have. All right, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges, it takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, I feel for me, and I think others will probably feel the same way and from what I have discussed with other women, I find it hard sometimes to keep myself motivated because you are an entrepreneur. And for a lot of us, we work from home. We're, you know, by ourselves a lot on our computers in our, you know, at-home office, which is great. It gives us the flexibility to, you know, arrange our schedules around our kids and school. But on the other hand, you find yourself feeling sometimes isolated, as you would not feel if you were at a job. You would have other people to discuss your issues with and problem-solve with and talk about. So for me, I found the best way to do this was to find a few other women who were in my situation, who were entrepreneurs, who were also parents, who were really, you know, could problem solve with me and brainstorm with me and listen and understand what I was going through. And to me, that was one of the best ways. It also gives us our socialization, which is the number one factor for happiness. So we need other people. So if you're an entrepreneur, especially who's working from home, you really want to make sure that you have outside resources with other people. You have a support system, whether it's with friends, family, other entrepreneurs, through networking, but you really need that support system that you can really touch base with somebody to understand and brainstorm and really troubleshoot with because that's been one of my issues. You know, when I need advice or an opinion, having somebody else to bounce ideas off of can make a huge difference as an entrepreneur. Mm, I certainly can relate to what you shared with us. And the good thing is that when we're sharing, 
our challenges and how we're able to overcome them, we learn from each other. I mean, huge, especially for us who are working from home. Yeah, it can be a lonely world out there, uh, but it's really important to go out there and network and with the resources that we have nowadays that we can tap into both online and offline. Really, there is no way, there is no reason that you should be doing this business alone. So let's learn from these challenges and how Diane was able to overcome them so that when they do happen to us, we know know what to do. All right, let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, I am one of those people who could really be taken over by technology. We work so many hours now because of having all this technology. The actual work week has gone from, you know, 35 to 40 hours to, for some, 40 to 60 hours, if not longer, between commutes, between being always on with technology, emails, texting, computers. So for me, what I do is when I am off from work, so for example, I was away this weekend. I did a three-day weekend with um, my sister and her daughter and my daughter, we did a girl's trip. And while I was away, I did not go on my email. I did not even bring my iPad with me. I did not bring uh, a laptop with me. I made it a true vacation. And that's what we need to do. We need, need to set up those boundaries and have a separation. So for a lot of my clients, I suggest, you know, after 8 o'clock at night, no more work. You shut off those cell phones. You put down your laptop or your iPad, whatever it is you're using, and you focus in on your family. And that's very important to do that we have those boundaries because one of the issues we're seeing is that families are having problems with technology struggles because of this. So you really want to make boundaries set up. And even on weekends, if it's a family day, if Sunday is family day, you want your technology put away. And that's very important that you see this because if not, we're teaching our kids because kids learn through role modeling, imitation, observation. So if they constantly see us working 24 hours a day and they see us constantly on our tablets and our phones and our computers, that's how they're going to be raised and they will feel that's okay. And they won't know how to do that separation. So you really want to be there when you're there. It's really important to have quality over quantity. And I always suggest that with, you know, most of my parents who are clients. Even if you can only spend two days a week with your kids, make sure that's quantity time. Because it's really important that you sit and pay attention to them and you focus and you have that eye contact and you're not having your thoughts on your work or anything else going on in your life. You want it to be focused on your family or your friends, whoever you're with. So really set up those boundaries for work-life balance really important and I also try to add in some self-care and for me self-care is I love going walking and I'm in the New York area so we're finally having some warm weather so I make sure that I can at least go walking four or five times a week and even if it's only an hour that I go to the park or I'm walking outside you know in my neighborhood I make sure that I get that done because it's not only is it exercise which is so important for us as entrepreneurs to get out and feel good and produce those endorphins and reduce stress but we need that time for ourselves. So wh whether it's reading a book, calling a 
friends, having a, you know, a cup of coffee while relaxing, going for a walk, whatever it is. We need that me time as well because as entrepreneurs, we tend to put our work first and we deal with our family and our kids and somehow we forget about ourselves. So making yourself somewhat of a priority. Mm, love your perspective on this work-life balance and those tips that you shared with us. Really important. I mean, when you're off work, be totally unplugged. Get those technology out. When you are off work, when you're spending time with your family, your loved ones, be really un- uh, totally unplugged. Really important. Setting those boundaries, setting those work hours that you know when you step out of the office, you know, okay, this is not work mode anymore. Self-care is huge. I'm a big proponent of really carving out that time for yourself. Really take care of your health because yourself, you, um, your own, your health is the foundation of everything that we do. I mean, without your health, we can't be doing what we're we're passionate about doing. So it's really important to carve out that time to do self care. And yes, strive for quality time versus quantity. Just like what uh, Dejan just shared with us, and be really totally present at the moment, whatever it is that you are doing at that moment great tips there. Now let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful financially? Yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, I always say this to people. Really, success, as you were talking about, is an individual thing. So you really always want to ask yourself as an entrepreneur, just no matter what you do in life, is what what does success look like for me? How do I define success? Because everybody's is different. And if we try to define success by society standards, we'll never reach it. So you really want to define your own levels of success. So you know what does success mean? What does happiness mean? And to me success, yes, I, I, I need to be financially stable and secure. That is part of it, which I am. But for me, really what success is is when I get those emails or those texts or those calls from clients or workshops and they say, oh, my God, I just had an aha moment. Oh, my God, that just clicked and made sense and I made changes. Thank you. That is what means the most to me. Um, And I'll keep people's emails and texts with all of these thank yous because that's what keeps me going and keeps me motivated. I just finished a five-week workshop series at Rutgers, and I just got my evaluation sent to me last night. And when I get really great ones, people say, you inspired me, and I made changes, and that was great. That's what really means a lot to me. That is success for me because, as you were saying, even if I was making $10 a year, if no one was giving me positive reinforcement and I didn't feel like I was making a difference, then it wouldn't matter. And for most of us as women and in midlife, what we really need, yes, we need financial security and stability. Yes, we want a flexible schedule, especially if we still have kids that are living in the home or they're younger. But what really, really means a lot to us is that we help others. And that's a huge thing for midlife and women. It's part of our stages of development, and we really need that. So you want to look at success if you're starting your own business or, or you know, already in it is, how do I define success? What's that number I need to make financially? Yes. 
Do I have the flexibility I'm looking for? Yes. And then am I really impacting other people's lives? And that's the biggest question for me for success. If I'm impacting other people's lives and I'm making a difference, well, then I feel really successful. Mm, love your perspective on success. Yes, I agree at the end of the day. The, you know, success truly is knowing that we are making a difference in other people's lives. We are impacting their lives because of what we do. That's really a great uh, benchmark and uh, for us because at the end of the day, that's, you know, the intangible benefits of being in business are the ones that truly make us happy. And one of those is knowing that what we're doing, what we're putting out there is impacting other people's lives. All right. I know we've given us a lot of tips already, but uh, I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Well... What I would really suggest is, one, is making sure that you really want to be an entrepreneur because not everybody wants to and a lot of people start it and realize it's not what they enjoy. So you really want to look at your life and, you know, think, is this going to be more stressful to start my own business and why, why am I starting it? You know, if you're starting your own business for finances or any of those reasons, then it might not be the top reason to be an entrepreneur. You might want to work for somebody else. There's more security. There's more stability if you need benefits, if you're looking just for a certain amount of money and a paycheck. When you you want to be an entrepreneur, you're doing it because you want to change the world. You want to make a difference. So you want to ask yourself the question is, you know, why do I want to be an entrepreneur? Is this the right thing for me? Is it going to cause me more stress? And will I really be making an impact in the world? Because that's why entrepreneurs do it. They see a problem and they want to solve it. Well, they see something missing in the world and they want to change it. And for me, I got here because I realized as a therapist, as a coach, I used to be really unhappy going back many, many years ago. And I went through a rough childhood. And when I realized I can make a difference and I actually can be happy and go through that dysfunctional family, dysfunctional abusive childhood and still come out happy years later, I knew that I could help others do it. And I know that. For many people in the world, they feel unhappy, they feel blah, they feel depressed, they can't get over to their past, and they feel that they're just stuck. And I don't want anybody to ever feel like that. And I feel like I could get in there and make a difference for those people and give them those tips and tools to really change their lives. And that's why I do it. If you want to ask, you know, number two is, what is my reason? Write it out. What is it that I actually want to do? What would my business do? How would it change the world? How would it impact people? Those are really important. And three, do I mind starting from scratch and realizing when you start a business, for most businesses, whether it's a retail storefront or you're working from home, it could take up to five years to make your money back, especially if you're taking out loans and getting funding for your company. 
and know that. So are you up for the challenge financially? Do you have enough money saved or do you have a support system? You know, maybe your husband, maybe you have money saved from a job, whatever it is. Are you willing to take that pay cut and maybe not even make money for five years? Yes, some people make it quicker, some don't. But we always hear these overnight success stories, but we must remember it's always the 10 years beforehand than the overnight success. So do you have that persistence in your personality to hold on and be able to, you know, go the length of being an entrepreneur? Mm, golden nuggets in those uh, tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to really make sure that you want to be an entrepreneur. I mean, I agree with what Diane just shared with us. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Know really why do you want to be an entrepreneur? What is your reason? Why is your why? Because there are, as in life in general, there are going to be challenges along the way. And you really have to make sure that this is what you want to do. Second one is to know your, uh, write your business plan, for example. Knowing what you want to accomplish from your business. What is it that you want? Where do you want to go? Where do your business want to go? You, uh, where do you want your business to go? Who do you want to serve? How are you going to be able to serve? These are important questions that we all should be uh, uh, really understand and uh, really hold, especially for those who are just starting out. And of course, the third one, which uh, Dayanja shared with us, to really understand if you don't mind starting from scratch, you know, being willing to put in the time, the energy that is needed to build a business that you want. Um, be willing because there are investments to be made, uh, not just your time, the finances, the energy, but everything that is needed to build a, business, a profitable business. Are you willing to take those? Are you willing to take those risks? Really important to answer these questions before you leap into entrepreneurship or especially for our listeners out there who are just thinking of going into business. Great tips here that Dayan just shared with us. Let's take action on them today. Last but not the least, uh, Diane, share our listeners who that one woman out there that you admire the most and why. Well, for me, the woman I admire the most is Brene Brown, who is a professor in Houston, Texas. Uh, she's written, um, written sorry, many books on vulnerability and shame, and she's really famous in my field, and she's helped people to realize that vulnerability is really a strength, not a weakness, and how to learn to be more open and take risks in life, and she just stands for everything that I teach, and it's somebody I really aspire to be like. I just, she's also on Oprah now, she does all these workshops through Oprah, and she's just got a big name, but she's always been very well known in my field, and for anybody who's looking to really have any kind of self-improvement and working on themselves, Brene Brown is just one of the greatest authors and speakers out there that, you know, you should really look into her and give her, give her a chance. But she's definitely my role model. Yes, absolutely. She's such an inspiration to... To all of us and to you, uh, uh, Brene Brown, we salute you for not just being an inspiration to Diane, but to all of us here at Today's Leading Women. Lastly, Diane, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Sure. Well, you can go to my website, uh, as you mentioned in the beginning of the show, which is dlcounseling.com, which is just from my name, Diane Lang Counseling. And I offer 
different services, but I really think that either going to a workshop, if you're in the, especially the New York City tri-state area, but if not, I do coaching, which can be done on the phone. I have clients um, all over the United States, which is great. With coaching, you have that availability and flexibility to do it by phone. And what I really think I get to my clients is we form a trust, a bond, and we work together as a team to reach your goals and really redefine your goals for who you want to be today. And we look at where you are now and how to get you to move forward and really live that life that you want to live. So, you know, visualizing what that life would look like and making steps to get there. But it's really what's great about coaching, unlike counseling, is it's really a team. It's a partnership. And it's really more solution-based, so it's quicker, and you can really get the work done when you have a partner. Mm, Absolutely. And uh, that uh, website is dlcounseling.com. D as in Diane, L as in Lang, counseling.com. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now. dlcounseling.com. And if her products and services resonate with you, I highly encourage you to jump in. At least be on her newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there. Again, that link is dlcounseling.com. Again, that's www.dlcounseling.com counseling.com DL as in Diane Lang and pick up her book as well uh, sales success now it's available on her uh, on her website and also uh, is this available on uh, Amazon as well it's on Amazon Barnes and Noble you can get it at Kendall Hunt which is the publisher or right through my website there you go. You can get it um, anywhere and from your not on just on website, but from Amazon as well. But go to her website, dlcounseling.com, pick up that book and be on her newsletter as well. Diane, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun being on the show, and I I admire all your success and everything you do to help women as well. So continued success to you, and thank you again. Podcast your passion. Yes. Did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.